0: Chapter 54, Northwestern Park. Northwestern Park had many lights and lampposts protecting vagrants and ne'er-do-wells. Many dark and foreboding Douglas fir trees in Ira's periphery were lined up behind the sidewalks and in the ever so slight hilly distance to the north. He was sitting on a cold iron bench scarf wrapped securely around his scratched neck and thick coat with the lapels pointing up. He was wearing his thick-rimmed eyeglasses, but one of the lenses, the right one, had popped out and had left him half-blind on the walk from his apartment to the square in downtown Northwestern. Sitting across from him in the center of the park was a sizable golden statue of Sir Malcolm the patron saint of Northwestern. For such a deceptively ordinary city in Americana, Northwestern had been birthed in a long and complicated history. The city was rooted in familial squabbles and holy disagreements. Though there was pushback from the younger generation and a fiery androgynous mystical atheism was on the rise Northwestern and its environs had a thick and lasting history of Christian pursuits and practice, despite the many upsets and denominational schisms. Sir Malcolm's history and influence seemed as distant and disputed as the Apostles themselves, and yet he was commonly referred to as the Northwestern Saint. A sense of spiritual sight about the man, an understanding and access to the divine, while still adhering to the mundanity and ordinariness of being human, caused him to stand out sharply among Northwestern's founders. This ensured his legacy and admiration among the inhabitants for decades. Ira had found himself coming to visit the Northwestern saint whenever he felt deficient. He permitted himself these visits late into the brittle hours of the night when he was just about the only roaming soul, awake and brooding. His fragile ego would never grant him access to uninhibited feelings revealed to the unknown public in broad daylight. On these depressive pilgrimages, Ira would sit across from Sir Malcolm and stare into his sunken, caring eyes. He would think about what he needed to feel and then talk to the statue for as long as he needed to. Then submit a prayer. On this night, two days after he had purchased the book J.R. from Grantham's bookshop as a celebratory present, he stared into Sir Malcolm's eyes for a considerably longer and more substantial amount of time. He filtered through his thoughts and his mishmash of feelings. He used his one good bifocal lens to continually, quietly, and reverently observe Sir Malcolm's posture of affection. What does one do? Ira said slowly, each word fumbling forward to follow the next. If a thought is completed, but there are no sensible or practical means by which the thought can be jotted down and fairly distributed, what then? What is one to do? The golden cast of Sir Malcolm offered Ira a sympathetic smile and wide, searching eyes. He did not respond to Ira's question. He might, someday.